Welcome to another Sports Next Door podcast. My name is Owen. Today is Wednesday, August 3rd, and I am joined, as I always am, by my neighbor Max. How's it going, my friend? A little frazzled. This one, I don't know, in all our podcasts we've done together, I can't think of one where we've both been so dead as and like non-communicative as we try and get started especially when we haven't talked in about a week and a half uh i'm not too sure what that's about how are, are you feeling the same or am i projecting here um yeah it's it's been very dead i mean as along with the rest of the sport world uh things have slowed down considerably and we've been living living our uh, our our busy summer lives there as it was um yeah, I uh, had a tournament in New Jersey this weekend, a couple of 13-hour car rides, bookending a magical time uh, on Wildwood Beach. But uh, Max, I'd, I'd love to know what's up with you. And we, we did definitely try and scramble some stuff together today on the pod that will probably buzz through pretty quick. Nothing exciting as a Frisbee tournament for me in the last two weeks. Um, the big news for me is I think I'm about in the 90s percent certain that this fall I will be attending school again. Uh, I have got my acceptance for the recording audio sound design program. Yeah, buddy. So incidentally, looking to start bringing the quality on this up big time soon. Uh, oh, yeah. I got my original sound on. Don't you worry. No, I actually... I don't know, maybe our listeners can confirm this, but you sound a lot clearer to me coming through. Um, I think Zoom doing something silly with the audio coming through our mics all this time because of a setting we didn't know because it assumed we didn't have mics set up. Uh, So who knows? Um, Maybe the effect's already starting to show, but tell me about the tournament. Like I said, there's nothing really been that lively happening for me. (laughs) Yeah, uh, for folks back home, I hope I'm coming through loud and clear over the airwaves. <laughs> uh, yeah, Wildwood Beach, New Jersey. Uh, drove down, or first drove from Waterloo area to St. Catharines and stayed at a teammate's overnight on Thursday night and then made the long trek uh, down through New York, Pennsylvania, and then eventually into New Jersey there, um, crossing through Philadelphia as we went through. Had my first ever cheesesteak at Dallas Andros. Um, absolutely bomb. 10 out of 10 would recommend. We, uh, The team that we played on is a mashup of Torontonian Waterlooans, London Knights, and uh, so Canadians, and then uh, Philadelphians who provided the recommendation. Um, so a really long day of driving on Friday, ending with a cheesesteak, and then another half an hour or hour and a half later, end up in Wildwood, New Jersey. And Max, to describe it, I have to say it's like if you took the CNE and put it on a boardwalk, and then uh, kind of dialed it back to when we used to go to Grand Bend as kids at the cottage. So like rough, rough around the edges for sure. Um, and, and not as spectacular as the CNE, but still really, really cool. Uh, water park, there's roller coasters, carnival rides, 
vendors uh, along the boardwalk, but we spent most of our time cooking in the sun uh, on the beach. I stepped on something. I don't know <laughs> what it was, but I think I'm okay. Uh, went in the ocean, spent some great time there, and uh, lots of fun on and off the sandy fields. And yeah, definitely a, a memorable weekend for sure, punctuated by, I don't know if you saw my Instagram story, but a, uh, a mystical feat known as the Gornado. Um, yeah, I did see yes. Yeah. Um, uh, go on and describe it though. Yes, yes. So um, a Gornado is an act where an individual throws a disc into the fierce wind uh, at the beach and the disc must hang in the air long enough for the individual to perform a shotgun of an alcoholic or non-alcoholic beverage if uh, if you have your fancy uh, and then must finish that and catch said disc before it comes back to them uh, it was a perfect throw I'd like to say I had the perfect shotgun pop uh, on the on the can pass and uh, it was excellent excellent performance maneuver there by my friend Kevin and uh, yeah really really special stuff and had a great time but it definitely has left me in rough shape so far this week I think I'm still recovering today 30 hours of driving over four days will do that to you um wow that was a whole lot of non-frisbee talk for a frisbee week <laughs> i'm a little afraid to ask how the games went um i guess it was also the worlds eh going on the same yes. week yeah in cincinnati that happened uh, all week it goes from monday to saturday was the finals just as wildwood was kicking off games itself really fun playing on sand would recommend that for those who haven't. Um, it, it definitely uh, sucks away your athleticism, but allows you to make, at times, more athletic plays than you probably could for sure. I, I definitely was throwing myself around a lot uh, over the weekend and had a great time with that. And uh, just the competition is so much higher in the States for most sports that exist in Western countries. And uh, yeah, just playing a bunch of teams that were all around our skill level was really, really fun. We did play one French team uh, from Quebec, oh. which we beat, which was great, uh, and then went uh, even on, on the American teams there uh, in the rest of the tournament. But really, you go for the experience, and uh, I had a fantastic time, yeah. I actually also <laughs> did throw a frisbee this weekend and have there to you go. for all the lessons before these <laughs> games because everyone's eyes were popping at the push pass and the uh, – Oh, yeah upside down flick I... yes sir the scuba yeah that's the one yeah oh yeah uh fun fun fact about wildwood um we call it the pull essentially like a kickoff in frisbee where you throw it down to the other team at wildwood all pulls have to be upside down so oh. fun little little fun little tidbit there and then uh if you score if you throw a disc from your own end zone to the other end zone it is two points so fun little uh, extra extra rules added in. Yeah. Yeah. Did that happen at all during the tournament? Oh, plenty of times. It's wow. smaller fields because it's four okay. and four. Right. Yeah, yeah. And sand. Yes, yes. Good times all around. <laughs> all right. That was... <laughs> There's my breakdown. I'm, we're going to spend the most time on that than probably anything else on our list here, but... Yeah, I'm really jump into sports. in the sand here, see what I did. <laughs> but I can't really drag it out anymore. Uh, so some quick sports talk then. Yeah, sounds like a plan, sir. Uh, we'll kick it off with talk and hockey because 
I mean, besides baseball, we can talk about baseball, but really the one of the sports that we cover the most closely uh, had some final activity before everyone really goes uh, to sleep before August and September when the season then comes back in October now. Uh, but some, some notable signings came through over the last couple of days. John Klingberg holding out. You knew he wasn't going back to Dallas. And he was hoping for a big payday, looking for seven times eight, seven times seven. Uh, and in the end, he has to settle for a one-year, seven million dollar deal with the Ducks. He does get the number that he was looking for and and around, but no one was willing to go term with him. And Anaheim is a team that definitely wasn't going to sign him long term because of the the timeline that their team is on a younger team that's rebuilding doesn't need a right shot defense who will be in the prime of his career and then outside of his prime by the time their team really uh, their core really hits their strides so they get him on a one-year deal to help boost the uh, quality of their team and then we'll be probably be able to flip him at the trade deadline for for assets and so it's a big year for John Klingberg here not getting the big contract that he wanted uh, to put up some more production and see if he can't raise his value for next summer yeah coming off a bit of a letdown year for him considering it was a free agency uh, not a ton of points and a pretty rough plus minus um, he from what I read up, the Ducks and him could have interest in continuing this partnership further down the line, but it's going to be a see-what-we-can-get-from-you type of year. And um, at, at 30 years old, his chances of getting a substantial figure with a substantial term just seem like um, cap space suicide from any team with remote contention. So uh, you hope for both sakes they whoever he ends up with they can make it work down the middle somewhere um but yeah at 35 36 years old you do not want to be paying offensively inclined defensemen anywhere north of four million really um before we get into the others uh, i just wanted to note that nazim kadri is still one of the biggest free agents in this period is still on the market so our eyes out for at least one more uh splash in the free agency pond before everything simmers but a couple more to get to first yeah and i wonder if kadri ends up in that same boat as klingberg where he's overplayed his hand and now no teams are left to to give him the money that he wants or the term i i think he's got a stronger hand than klingberg um coming off a stronger performance uh at a position and with a style of play that's probably not going to age as poorly he's added defense nicely to his arsenal over the last five years which pairs well with the uptick in offense he's had over the last two uh and when you contribute significantly on a Stanley Cup run, it doesn't matter if you're 35, 36, you're going to get paid. I think it's mostly just a question of waiting to find the right fit and trying to... He hasn't ruled out going back to the Avalanche, but they have to be very, very careful if they want to re-sign McKinnon in a bit. Um, so I think he is biding his time and not in trouble. Other potential rumor out there is he's already signed with the Islanders, but uh, the Islanders are holding back their signing announcements uh, until they're able to free up some cap space. Moving along here, speaking of guys coming off uh, awesome career years, Andrew Mangiapane of the Calgary Flames, uh, avoiding arbitration, 
getting done a three-year, $17.4 million deal. That's a great signing for him and for Calgary to keep him in their lineup. Um, he's a ferocious player, fits well in your top six as a guy who can get into the dirty areas and also score at a, at a high rate. So um, it's great that Calgary gets that one done after <laughs> losing Gaudreau and Kachuk this offseason. But uh, having Mangiapane and Huberto on your left side is, is nothing to sneeze at by any means. And then uh, they also get Oliver Shillington done at two years for $5 million total. Uh, a couple of solid signings there to avoid arbitration. And uh, Calgary does, <laughs> near the end of the summer, they, they kind of they hit the roller coaster down. Uh, big, big shallow depth, and they're just starting to crawl out of it here with some of these final signings uh, to, to end their offseason. Yeah, I think Mangiapani, one of those guys where um, the numbers don't tell the story of the value he brings and at his age with decent production, the physicality and fearlessness with the, which he plays with um, more than warrants this value. And at a three-year term, um, you've got to be pretty happy if, with the if you're the flames with that. Sheesh, nine days off and I'm stumbling at the words here. <laughs> I feel you, buddy. I feel you. Uh, and that's really going to be it for our hockey news. We'll wait for the cadre news. But besides that, we get to watch uh, the next fantastic phenomenon in the hockey world coming up at the World Juniors, Connor Bedard. Um, looking forward to seeing him play. And that's about all uh, you can look forward to regarding the World Juniors and Hockey Canada. So, yeah, we'll move on there. Uh, basketball here. Not really any news, some periphery signings. Uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez to the Raptors. Uh, our boy Bruno Caboclo from way back, uh, going with Noah Vonley to the Celtics, Jermichael Green to the Warriors. Some smaller signings here and there, but uh, I wanted to talk. Yeah, I, uh, I wanted to talk briefly about how the NBA does a better job than any other league at staying in the limelight and using kind of the backyard culture to their advantage uh, to drive more awareness and engagement. Hockey struggles to do this, even though Chell has tried its best to incorporate that into their games. Um, it's tough to play backyard football in the same way that you can like actually play the sport. Uh, and then soccer as well does a great job of it, it overseas but it's not as prevalent here in North America. Um, so I just think basketball does the best job of it and because it's so accessible. But just watching Paolo Bancaro, Chet Holmgren, Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, uh, and, and John Collins, as well as uh, LeBron James playing at events like Crossover at Drew League is is pretty cool, and uh, they were streaming that for fans to watch. And Dejounte Murray made a fantastic point about how this is for a lot of people their only opportunity to ever watch these players in person because tickets can get pricey, uh, and people might just live too far away and not have the means to go see their favorite players ever in person. And so they can do a shorter drive or walk in uh, where it's maybe five dollar tickets. To go to a Drew League, or maybe it's free as long as you can get there in time to fit in the gym and watch uh, some of your favorite players play. And so it's a really unique and grassroots aspect of basketball that I love, uh, and it lets you see some of the stuff that guys work on in their game in the off season. Uh, 
and uh yeah just thought i'd throw that out there as something that's come up this is how you know the basketball world's been slow <laughs> yeah i mean i i think the free agency drama still <laughs> drives headlines like no other sport as well um i don't know i i'm happy to get c players take a break and some time off from the limelight but uh the backyard a- aspect can be really cool as well so you think it's cool that's cool <laughs> cool 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 before we move on from basketball here wanted to take the next moment uh to pay our respects to bill russell uh who passed away this weekend um the greatest uh winner in north american pro sports um epitomizes legendary and him and Michael Jordan and LeBron James are right there on the Mount Rushmore of NBA players and uh, beyond even what he did as a basketball player uh, 11 championships 10 and 0 in elimination games so he just he could never be beaten Um, he did even more for his community for minorities Uh, we worked alongside Martin Luther King uh, and Muhammad Ali and just was an incredible activist and person that made the world a better place for not only sports fans, but really everyone whose life he touched. So I just, yeah, an important enough figure uh, that warrants it even touching our podcast. And I wanted to give it a shout out here because uh, yeah, he was an incredible player. And although he's much past our time, it's still, you still have to recognize the greatness and the legends who paved the way. Even if it was against plumbers and electricians, eh? Yeah, exactly. Look Did out, you... Bob Cousy and uh, JJ Reddick, look out. Um, my favorite quote in all the buzz since his passing, uh, I saw some him talking about how he was on the golf course with MJ after the Bulls had won one of their championships. Mm-hmm. And Michael says, we're coming for your records. And Bill Russell goes, which ones? <laughs> yeah. I loved uh, 2018, I think it was at the ESPYs, he came up to present an award, and uh, it was like Elijah Wan, David Robinson, Shaquille O'Neal, Kareem were all up there, and he turned to them as he was presenting, and he just pointed at each of them, and he said, I'd kick your ass. (laughs) He just, the ultimate competitor and the ultimate champion, so yeah. uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing more of the content and listening to some of the stuff that comes out. Um, truly special stories will be shared over the next week, so I wanted to make sure that we, we had him in the podcast today. We move on from that into the football fan cave. Uh, the notes there, Julio Jones signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, giving Tom Brady <laughs> another uh, another target, and hopefully he'll have a bounce-back year near the end of his career now uh, as opposed to how he played uh, with Tennessee last year and I think Tom's going to find a way to incorporate him just as he did with Antonio Brown uh, and Godwin and Evans as well so Julio Jones um, they just they add to the retirement home in 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 Tampa Bay in other news uh, obviously Deshaun Watson stuff doesn't need to be said that it is despicable and should have been so much worse and the argument can be made that he should never play in the league again um really i i want to 
kind of dive in there and talk about it from the league side where it, it like just a poor decision and one that totally if, I mean if you didn't already know this which has been exemplified many times is that the NFL does not care about its players does not care about its fans it does not care about people it cares about money and the fact that the two acts that affect their product so performance enhancing drugs and then the Calvin Ridley scandal with the gambling two things that that obviously are bad um, but not ruining anyone's life is is something that gets players suspended for a whole season and and Watson walks off with six games so yeah just it it doesn't make me want to be a fan of the NFL and there are so many other great sports that are making positive strides and this was a setback um for the largest league in north america we'll go from that to baseball as max has uh, zipped up his his mouth and thrown away the key um he'll continue to have that shot as we talk baseball because uh max could could you even tell me uh the first name of soto here juan oh there you go wow Nailed it. And and do you know uh, what team he used to play for? Nope. Okay. Okay. Uh, so maybe the best player in the league, Juan Soto, um, up there with the likes of – or best young talent in the league up there with the likes of Bryce Harper and Vladimir Guerrero Jr., uh, Shohei Otani, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., all those guys. He's Who's 23 years old. Who's like ridiculously – uh, lucrative deal a year and a half ago that would be tatis okay now get this juan soto was offered an even more ridiculous deal uh 15 years 440 million dollars and he said no to the washington cap or nationals okay and that is what has led to this trade here uh and the san diego padres who gave Tatis, his mammoth deal, is are now on the hook here to give Soto his mammoth deal. So we will see if, uh, I believe they are owned by a significant billionaire who wanted to spend money, so it looks like they will do that. But those two players are going to cost them almost a billion dollars themselves, which is absurd. If it wasn't clear already, my mouth has been unzipped. <laughs> Just kind of hanging open right now. Yeah. A run-of-the-mill trade deadline in the MLB otherwise, and this blockbuster of a deal gets uh, six players going to Washington, two players going to San Diego, one of them being, of course, Juan Soto. And this deal almost breaks down because of a no-trade clause uh, from Eric Hosmer, and the Padres had to quickly pull him out of the deal, ship him off to Boston, and figure out the ways to, to finally get the deal across the finish line. It's a massive pickup. Uh, like they now have the best middle infield maybe ever, uh, or at least projects to be two Hall of Famers, uh, both in their early 20s. It's going to be a nightmare for the opposition for the next 10 to 15 years, and it instantly skyrockets them to near the top of the contenders list as they tried to do last year. 
and the year before when they spent on Manny Machado and they spent on uh, more pitchers to fit their rotation. And they haven't been able to get over that hump. They are running repeatedly into the Los Angeles Dodgers and last year the San Francisco Giants. Uh, but they also went out and got Josh Hader uh, to be their closer from the Milwaukee Brewers, and they're going all the way in. And I'm looking forward to seeing if if this team can go on a run uh, now because they're they're kind of the the team to follow in terms of a new age of baseball. Just trying to make things more exciting, going in uh, on on players and and adding star power and playing with fire and flair and not sticking to the old-fashioned style of baseball. So it would be great for the sport if this team were to have some success. Along those lines, uh, the Seattle Mariners get Luis Castillo at the uh, trade deadline, who shone in his debut, uh, six and two-thirds, three earned runs and eight strikeouts. Uh, the New York Yankees go in and get Andrew Benintendi for their playoff run, along with a series of relief pitchers. Uh, the Philadelphia Phillies get the top reliever on the market in David Robertson. And the Blue Jays, of course, uh, active at the deadline. They get a couple of relievers there, um, Zach Pop and Anthony Bass. Uh, and then their big move was to get two-time All-Star infielder Whit Merrifield. Uh, he's a speedster. He can steal some bases. Uh, but the biggest thing, which I thought was weird, and they followed it up with an even weirder statement, is he is not vaccinated, and they're not going to force him to get vaccinated if he doesn't want to. So you're almost throwing away prospects if this guy chooses not to get vaccinated because he's not going to be able to play in Toronto. Um, yeah, it stumped me a little bit. A perplexing move from the Blue Jays, but they obviously believe that he is going to get vaccinated and be a contributor for their team down the stretch here. Uh, as they sit three games ahead of Tampa Bay uh, in the division and for the third wildcard slot as they currently sit in the first one. So looking forward to dialing in on the Jays as things ramp up here near the end of August. Uh, the vaccine rule still is in effect then? Yep. yep. Okay. It's a Canadian rule, so yeah. uh, American players can't play in Toronto if they're not vaccinated. Huh. Um, yeah. Same as the NBA, same as the NHL. Yeah, I, I guess in my head, like they kind of dropped some of the restrictions, and it seems like some of them have come back up. Um, I, I will have a bit on sports and vaccinations as we get closer to the U.S. Open, um, which Bianca is competing in, correct? Uh, I, is she vaccinated? Oh, that is a good question. I just like I assume she was. Yeah, I would assume as well. Um, no, Novak is the player of interest there for me. <laughs> yeah, well, my hot takes already destroyed, so I'm 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 out on tennis at this point. There's no more intrigue. <laughs> yeah, it's Felix maybe has a chance to replicate or outdo his run at the U.S. last year. Uh, Chapo got eliminated today in his first match at the City Open. Uh, he's had a really rough run of it this year. Yeah. Um, so our hopes for Canadian success kind of run, who's been also kind of mediocre since that crazy February he had. Uh, so really, the big names driving interest for me. Since I've kind of rambled my way into a tennis talk, I'll throw in that... Uh, 
Yannick Sinner manages to beat Carlos Alcaraz again. Uh, look out, this might turn into one of the more interesting rivalries as the next generation progresses. Awesome. And on that note, we will bid everyone adieu. Uh, enjoy your August. Enjoy the rest of your summer here because it is going by quickly. Uh, and and we'll continue to chug along. We'll probably have one more podcast next week, and then we've got a bit of a break uh, for vacation purposes and then uh, be back in September to start ramping things up again. I don't think Owen got around to listening to it, but I hyped myself up to listen to it again. Um, So I'll plug it one more time. Amazing things. Don Broco um, in the rearview mirror becoming one of my favorite 2021 albums. It's so good. Uh, Everyone should give that a listen. Uh, also glow on by turnstile uh, just been jamming those two the past week or so there you go plugging it in signing out sports next door good night